from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, Ipswich's Gentleman of Retailing Tom Edwards passes aged 87. Memories of shopping at RT Edwards. Campaigning in full swing for the council election and Ipswich West by-election. Live comedy at Ipswich Civic Centre. And we reminisce about video stores. Walter Williams and Ashley Mack join the show for our regular yarn over the back fence. It's Wednesday, February 21, 2024, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Walter Williams has called Ipswich home for 34 years. I think I skipped a year last year, Walt, but I'll correct it now. 30, 34 years. And you'll know his voice on many TV and radio ads. He was previously heard doing his own show on QFM, 4BH, Star, River and 4BC. Welcome, Walter. Thank you, mate. You've probably heard me before. Ashley Mack. Count the rings, mate. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley Mack was born in Ipswich and growing up in Evervale didn't affect him very much at all. He was the first voice on QFM in 1990, still a media tart when he can, and a small business owner with the coffee shop at St Andrews. Welcome, Ash. Mate, good to be here. I know we've been having a bit of a laugh with the introduction, but it's actually a sad start to this month's Over the Back Fence with the passing of Tom Edwards, a true gentleman of retailing and well-known to thousands of people in Ipswich. What would be your favourite memories of shopping at RT Edwards? Uh, Ash, I'll go with you first. You've been here all your life, basically. Mm. Mate, I can remember my parents buying a Chrysler radiogram. Now, this is... This is and the days when you couldn't heave ho a piece of furniture like that. It was French polished. It had a top that it lifted up. There was a record player on one side and the radio on the other. And I've still got a vivid memory. I can see it clearly. And that was from RT Edwards. So I think they also bought my very first toy, electronic toy, was a, ta- a reel-to-reel tape. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, so, yeah, so that's, that's why you got into radio originally. Yep, exactly. Oh. And uh, they bought it from RT Edwards as well. It was an Akai, I think, oh, or yeah. Iowa, Iowa. Well, a long time ago. In your uh, 34 years, your memories of RT Edwards when it was there. A lot of purchases from RT Edwards over the years. I, I think most people would have something at home. And uh, my favourite salesman, Eric, is retired these days, but uh, I used to always go up and, and that was the beautiful thing. It was a personal one-on-one relationship you could develop. Uh, the air conditioning in my uh, recording studio came from RT Edwards. It's an old LG Gold that's been <laughs> up for a decade or more. Um, and the, the, the one in the, the home cinema is RT Edwards. The TV in our kitchen from RT Edwards. The list goes on. There's not too many households in Ipswich from days gone by that wouldn't be filled uh, entirely with electrical items from RTs and then there was the furniture shop as well. Uh, Do you still have anything in the house you're currently using? Ash? Mate, I, I was you just made me think of a memory. They used to have an RT Edwards store at what was called the Big W or the Big W Centre at Baval. It's now Baval Fair, right? But it was out the front, and I remember seeing the first colour TV. 
there in 1973, 74? 74 it would have been. The test transmission started towards yeah. the end of 74, yes. And I remember going, catching the bus up there. I was only a young fella, you know, very young, a lot younger than Walter. And... <laughs> And, and seeing colour TV for the first time in their yeah, no, in in their window. So that's another memory for you. Yeah, I, I am the baby of this group. I'm just going to tell just you that. only. You right. don't look at that. <laughs> <laughs> and Walt, what are you still using in the house? You told us about well, the air conditioning. Yeah, yeah. Like all that stuff. Uh, we're still using it in the house today. Um, look, there's countless. That's just that's just the tip of the iceberg. It is. Even a bed we bought from the furniture store. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The ice box out the back. <laughs> <laughs> There's been some great photos going around of um, of uh, Tom in his younger days and uh, various aspects of retailing. I caught up with Gary Edwards, Tom Edwards' son, in July 2020 for a very early episode of Ipswich Today. He had some great stories to tell about his family. And back then I asked him about his granddad starting the business in 1931 and what his dad, Tom Edwards, had told him about those early years. Uh, Alan, I know from Dad, he actually kept my grandfather's bike. He started, he lost his job just as he qualified as an apprentice from the railway workshop. And um, he always tells the story that he borrowed five pounds from his Auntie Rose. And um, we still have the push bike that he started going door to door around Ipswich, um, doing electrical um, repairs and things like that. And Dad used to often say that, um, you know, obviously Dad wasn't born at that stage, but as a young fellow, how tough it was, but he made a lot of very loyal customers over the time. And if I could just tell you, Alan, when we celebrated our 75th um, anniversary, we had a, a bit of a competition for the oldest receipt, and someone had a handwritten one from my grandfather from 1934, where he, and I won't tell you the price, what he did for a pound, um, doing some electrical work, but a lot around that um, North Ipswich, um, you know, some of the oldest suburbs of Ipswich, that's where he was, door-to-door doing uh, electrical repairs and installation. Gary also recalled when he grew up and where he grew up in Ipswich. That's going back a few years now, but um, um, mum and dad um, lived in uh, Roderick Street, right next door to St Andrew's Hospital. And so I always remember this it was nowhere near the size now. There was an old house where the matron used to live. But on that, on the other side, there was a little neighbourhood of um, a lot of mates that I still remember, Mark and Andrew and things like that, playing in the sand peak and, and climbing the local, um, local, local tree in the backyard. And, you know, um, came from a really loving family and it was a really close little neighbourhood, about three or four homes there in Roderick Street. And that uh, whole episode, gentlemen, is still available online to uh, to have a listen to. Right. So our thoughts and condolences obviously go with the wider Edwards family at this uh, very sad time. Absolutely. And, you know, they were telling you about the, the relationship you developed with the salespeople at RT Edwards in the day. I'm still mates through social media with a couple of the boys. So it, it's just one of those things that um, is uh, timeless. Mm, absolutely. Let's move on to other topics now. And I think there might be an election in the air. Election signs have sprung up like mushrooms after the rain. Do you think everybody knows there's a council election soon? Walt. <laughs> well, the mushrooms sprung up in my street and then the other day <laughs> someone lopped them all down again. Oh. But I think they, they pop back up and, uh, yeah, it's you, you can tell there's an election on and you can tell that someone's funding the mayor quite well because her signs outnumber any other potential mayor, mayoral candidate by about 15 to 1. So good luck to her. Uh, and it's a lovely photo of her from university days. I think it's it's that current. <laughs> oh, how, how uncharitable, Walter. How uncharitable. Can I make a point about election signs? I'm hearing some terrible stories from more than one candidate of the uh, very large number of signs that 
have have gone totally missing, not just knocked over, but have gone oh. totally missing. And I can recall many previous elections, people get up to the same antics. It's yep. come Every on, come on, people. Yeah. Just on. No, 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 hang on, hang on. This that is just someone looking for publicity. I remember when I ran back in nineteen ninety. Uh, I put my signs up, and I think I might have accidentally put them over the top of uh, a certain gentleman from Walloon signs. Right. On a tree. <laughs> yes. And he used every single inch of that publicity to get himself public. How dare Ashley Mac put his signs <laughs> over the top of mine? It's just another point to get Well, you wouldn't put them on a tree these days, Ash, because that's bad oh, no. publicity, all right? It is, yeah. But no, seriously, I do believe that there's a – you know, some nastiness going on with people knocking off others' signs. Uh, not to, As I say, not just knocking them over, but ripping them out the ground and never to be found mm. again. So uh, I think everybody needs to take a chill pill. Welcome to democracy. And, uh, you know, come on. Grow up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's interesting that the uh, there are two by-elections this time, Ipswich West and Inala. Mm. Inala, because of the Premier has pulled the pin, and mm. Ipswich West. But ours is a bit different because our previous member for Ipswich West is running for Division 4. He, that could cause a little bit of confusion initially, but his name recognition will certainly be there for Division 4. Just go back to the Ipswich West by-election there, Ash. High-profile mm. name in Darren Zano. It's not the first time Labor has lost the seat. Could there be an upset? I think that's a seat that seesaws backwards and forwards because it was a Liberal seat over here before um, Labor had it, didn't it? Oh, no, One Nation had it for a term. Oh, yeah, Yeah. there's a problem. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the thing thing that gets me about these people, they're like, Darren, I like Darren. Darren's a really nice guy. However, his platform is saying that we're, we're all bad crime. And the problem is we're not. The fact of the matter is crime has reduced in Queensland, right? It's going down. And the One Nation guy is saying it's the end of the world for everybody. You know, we're, all businesses are going broke and or crime's that, out of control. Ashley, is that just a fudging of statistics to make it look like crime's going down? No, it's you can go you can go to the facts and figures and get the facts and figures. Right. It has reduced. Because I know the, the police are catching them, but then the courts are rejecting them. Yeah, I, I don't know. What do you, There's a lot there of that un- going on. Yeah, we are not and, enough and, cells. And we are going to lose our police commissioner on Friday. Someone else will be in the new job picking up $600,000 a year for the next five years. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they've been doing a great job. You know, you hear sirens around my place all the time. We have the cars cruise up and down the street. Their profiles there. I don't think the police are doing a bad job. I think no, the, the police are doing, doing a, a terrific job. job. Mm. Yeah. The media is doing a crap job getting people upset and scared all the time. Yeah. It isn't as bad as they're making out. Now, can I just uh, yeah. put in a word of caution here? Ash, I don't want you to fall off your soapbox. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll break my leg. Yeah, I just, <laughs> we'll step down from the soapbox, but point, points well made by uh, both of you. Let's get on to the council election. What are you hearing? Who, who are the hot favourites? That's who? the thing. I'm not. You know, like, there's, so, there's so many dark horses in this race. And I even think Andrew's got a fighting chance. Andrew Antonelli? And, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, believe, I had a chat to him on the phone. I think he's, he's, he's got a fighting chance. Dave Cullen, I reckon, uh, got a pretty good chance because he's got such a squeaky clean image. Mm. Right? Are you it's getting to, yeah? Are you getting many flyers through the letterbox? None. Okay. Not a one. Do you th- well, is there too much reliance on social media to promote yourselves? I think through the letterbox is too expensive, and social media is so cheap. 
Walt? I think that this is Dave Cullen's first time at Ipswich Council, isn't it? Yes, he, he, he did declare he was going to run in 2020, but he withdrew from the race before nominating officially with uh, the Electoral Commission. So, in other words, the man who owns a driving academy is mm. using his L plates. <laughs> <laughs> and good luck, Dave. Mm. Yeah, look, if I was him, I'd have every single one of those uh, hired cars with his name across them. I think he's missing an opportunity there. Mm. Motor- motorised billboards. But anyway. Let's move on to the mayoral race. We now have one, two, three, four, five, six in the mayoral race. Uh, David Martin running for a second time. He did come second last time when there were seven candidates. Let's look at the platforms of the, say, top three, which would be Theresa Harding, David Martin, and possibly Peter Robinson. I can't see Sheila Ryland getting a a significant number of votes. What do you think? No, I think I think I think she's there just to water down the the numbers. To tell you the truth, I think that's a, a pretty good ploy by the incumbent. If they're friends, that's probably a smart move. Mm. And Peter Robinson, he's he's starting to get a bit of traction though, isn't he? He is the one that is engaging with people on social media the most. He's because, the dark horse in this race because social media is a wild and wacky place. I'm Mm. convinced I've seen not one but several fake profiles who are very pro one candidate or another, and it's pretty obvious because they they just know too much information and they're too precise with their responses. So those people need to back off and pretend and stop pretending to be somebody else. I'll get called out. Don't get called out. But but like, do, do, do people take much notice of social media? Are we to the stage now where we say, okay, now this is all bull because you, know, you can't trust what you read? Well, yeah, is it true or did I read it on social media? Mm. <laughs> yeah, perfect quote. We know. might be getting to that stage. Yeah, mate, this might be – we might get to back to the stage where the one who kisses babies and shakes hands ends up winning the race. All right, on to Ipswich West. We touched on it uh, a short time ago. Ash, you live in this electorate. Mm-hmm. Come on, genuinely, what is the vibe? I, no one's mentioned it. It's it's like the the complete non-event. All we see is signs. No one says anything to me about it. Maybe they know I'm pretty opinionated about the whole thing, but <laughs> no one's, They don't want to fight. But then, look, the the thing is, I I don't I don't see any uh, anybody running out in front. I see a lot of money being spent by the Liberals. The Labor lady looks as though she's being outspent. Mm-hmm. She seems to be running on a localized platform, uh, which might work for her. I'm not a fan of One Nation. Actually, I think I know who I'm going to vote for. The fourth candidate probably has the, my favourite platform of the lot. Come on, here. Come on. Uh, hang on. Who it is. Wait a minute. It was hang the uh, legalised cannabis cannabis yes, party is also running. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I I can see a good reason to vote for that one. Oh, dear. Now, now Walt, you live across the river from the boundary of uh, the Ipswich West electorate, but you're also out and about a fair bit. So what are you hearing? Well, uh, not so much about West itself, but uh, I just, my whole vibe from the election is that all of a sudden it's like Groundhog Day, you know, the politicians coming out of their burrows and you're hearing from them again. And it's been years since we last heard from them, but, but clearly they've got to do their thing and, and show that they're earning their keep uh, and the, the amount of ridiculous money that we pay them per annum. Um, but I'd like to see some genuine people get through and, and have a win on this rather than people who are, um, let me put it this way, are professional politicians. What do you think the key issues will be that will affect the by-election, the state result? Ash? 
But I think if if they can get this traction with crime, that might pull the Liberals through. However, I think it'll be a false win. I think that we'll regret it because there's a, we've got a lot bigger problems than that in other areas. Homelessness, you know, um, uh, people who are, you know, a bit down and not yeah, not being looked after at the moment. Mm. Maybe health is another one that needs a bit of work because people can't decide, can't work out whether they should be money spending money private or, or public. Walter. You know. Yeah, you're right about crime there, Ash. That's definitely a huge issue. Um, but there are so many other big issues out there that we should be looking at. Talking of homeless, I saw in Queen's Park the other day uh, some homeless people had set up a tent, like a, a full, you know, six-man tent with three dogs in it and everything else. They've since been moved on because I was down there again today and it's not there this week, but only a week ago it was there. Um, and you've got people living on the riverbanks. So that that's a huge issue in itself because the cost of living is a real issue that's being ignored by the federal governments and state governments. And I think that's got to be addressed. What can they do about it, though? This is the, I hear everybody says, the government's got to do something, but what can they do? Well, one of the things that's driving people out is the cost of mortgaging and the cost of rent. Um, so we've got a, a brand new person running that end of things in the Reserve Bank, and she's very tough. I'm hearing that we're not going to see any reductions until 2025. In the meantime, people are hurting. Yeah, but the problem was caused in the first place by cheap money because uh, yes. the, the time I was in real estate, the one thing I learned is the, the cost of a house has nothing to do with reality. It's how much money an idiot, an idiot can borrow. Mm. And if an idiot says, I think that house is worth more than that person thinks and borrows, you know, $100,000 more, all of a sudden it looks on the market that way and everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon. Yep. We made this mess in housing ourselves and we're mm. going to have to work it out ourselves. It's not the government's problem, it's the punter's problem. Oh, look out, you don't fall off that soapbox again, Ash. But you make again, you make some good points. So do you, Walter. And the great division in the country between those who can't afford a roof over their head and those can't, it's just mind-blowing how some younger people and older people are affording to rent homes with the prices that you're hearing, especially around Ipswich. And I read a fascinating story just on ABC News Online this week about a young woman who was living in Sydney and she went to Western Australia to a remote town called Norseman, which I have driven through at the other end of the Nullarbor, and she has bought a house for $13,000, but it has no electricity and it's in a really bad state of repair. It's like she's camping glamping, if, as it were, you know? Mm. So mm. she's decided that's a better life for her than mm. working 24-7 just to pay the rent in Sydney. Exactly. Well, when oh. we bought, we never bought a McMansion. We mm. bought a regular home. We're still in it 30 years later. And it was very basic. It didn't even have a proper kitchen or bathroom in it. Uh, so, yeah, you you just got to be a little more real uh, with, with your expectations, as Ashley was pointing out earlier. There seems to be so many people spending well beyond their means. This is the biggest problem, the biggest issue. Yeah, we all want we all Australia. want the better. We want the best first, rather than yeah. work towards it. I know what you're saying. Exactly. Sometimes I think I, I think we uh, take a turn in the road here, and we we turn it to something very light and funny, oh, and let's go okay. to comedy. Back at Ipswich hmm. Civic Centre for another year. I see the show was a sellout last week, Walter. Uh, how yes. did your performance go? 
Oh, mate, what can I say? There was laughter. There were no crickets chirping, so I'm a happy chappy. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I had. I watched it back. Someone filmed it for me. Thank goodness uh, Emerson did that, one mm-hmm. of the comedians. Um, and, yeah, look, I'm pretty happy with my third effort on stage and uh, the second time I've been to a workshop for the Ips, which has comic talent, mm-hmm. uh, this time directed by the wonderful comedian Fiona McGarry. She is so funny. Tears run down my leg. You know, you know. I think I said it last time you were on stage that you had iron testicles. I take it back. Titanium. <laughs> what you are doing, right? Yeah, now it's a gutsy effort. I've got the try and make people laugh. Yeah. That, you know that you deserve a pat on the back. So. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. No, not Thank something you. I would do, but yes, well done, well done, Walt. Congratulations to to everyone who helped participate: uh, Beth, Demetrios, uh, Jamie, Karen, Emerson, Allison. Jai, Jonathan, and Sharon, and thank you, Fidelity, for making this happen in the switch. And that brings us to the nearly the end of Over the Back Fence for this month, our reminiscing segment. Remember when video stores were a big thing? You'd spend hours deciding which movies to watch. And I even remember when they had Betamax in the video stores too. And then you get fined for returning them late. So you'd spend two hours searching for a couple of titles... <laughs> <laughs> and we had we had one of the great brands in video stores mm-hmm. um, here, the Plains Video, which was actually a franchise of the Red Bank Plains Video Stop Shop. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Right, the Plains Vaguely. Video. Vaguely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, I had a mate who owned one, and I think Shirley Baker was the solicitor who put together the the franchising of it. That was ah. that was you see that was a, 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 a an Ipswich. Uh, thing that spread across the country. Fantastic. I remember the, uh, I was in Townsville when the video stores started and there was one in the, in the main street called Video Biz. I remember the name, but you had to pay a very large joining fee. Yeah. Uh, that soon went by the wayside as more and more stores opened. Yeah, but, but now, of course, streaming, you can rent or buy your movies and it's very expensive in a lot of cases to get one of the new releases Yes. Well, something big happening in streaming too because what's happening is the uh, movie companies and that are trying to get people back into buying hard copies of things. Go mm. on Paramount and try and watch an old Star Trek movie. They've been removed oh. to get you to buy them. Well, Paramount, uh, we've been reading about their issues uh, in America, which will have flow-on effects here. It's, I've never seen so much choice, we ha- have we? We've never seen so much choice as we can now. Oh. It's all at our fingertips. It really is. And you know what's sad? I was I was out at a shopping centre on just yesterday and they've got a full lease sign on what was the last video store in southeast Queensland. Yep. It's wow. gone months ago, last year. Um, and it's just kind of, it's just put a little, uh, I don't know, bit of water in my eye. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to finish off with a guilty streaming confession on 10 Play. You ready? Can you guess what it might be? Mm. Oh, it's not that not that map, maps thing, is no, it? No, 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 no. That's that's too modern. That's too modern. Prisoner. What? Prisoner. Ten Play <laughs> has every episode of the original Prisoner, the six hundred <sighs> plus episodes. My God, they could churn them out back in the day. Yeah, with Queen <laughs> B and yes. the rest of the game. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Vinegar tits. Uh, yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want a guilty pleasure, you can always go back and reminisce. Uh, with with prisoner. Hey guys, we're running out of time. We'll wrap it up. Thanks for the input on the election. Really appreciate it. And we'll catch up next month on Ipswich today with another over the back fence. Thanks, Walt. 
Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Ash. He ran like a result. And that's it for this episode. Don't forget to look for handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.